Christians are aliens who live in a foreign land. This home is not theirs. But while they are here, they must live on a practical mission that penetrates the culture, hoping that others will follow them to their eternal home. Sadly, some alien Christians lose their way, forgetting that their citizenship is in heaven. You may recognize them by their worry over losing some of what this land offers. Welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Your Daily Drive. I am Rick Thomas, and I'm very glad that you are here. We are in a turbulent time in our culture, and I have been writing periodically about that, hoping to bring hope, hoping to to encourage those of us who are struggling. And by the way, I say at the end of this podcast, in fact, I'm going to go ahead and say what I've written in the call to action part of this podcast. I said this, I am not talking to you as though I'm not writing to myself or talking to myself. I'm aware of what's happening in our world. I can see how the forces of evil are trying to overthrow the good that God has given to us. I do not know all the reasons why these things are happening, but I do know where I must focus. I'm an alien, and I must do as you must do. And so as I share this podcast with you, I am not sharing it as though I am outside of this problem, as though I'm outside of those who worry. I'm tempted to worry and be anxious. And sometimes I find the best thing that I can do is just to pull away from social media and, and take my eyes off of what I'm reading, seeing, watching, hearing, and that I focus more on where my citizenship is and and who my authority ultimately is. And maybe that's what you need to do as well. And so I want to talk about that in this podcast because I know that many of you are struggling. And if you want to read this podcast, well, you can go to our website, rickthomas.net. You can look for this title, How to Live Your Best Alien Life Today. I said in a recent podcast that I have more than 20 embedded links in the article that I'm sharing, that I was sharing at that time. I've said that before, but I had never counted actually how many articles are linked in one single article. I said there were about 20, which is about uh, 40,000 words because most of my articles are just a little over 2,000 words in length. So I decided that maybe I ought to count the linked articles to make sure what I was saying was true. And so I counted the links inside this article, and there were 30 of them. There were 30. There are 30 articles linked inside this one article. They're all 2,000 words in length, meaning you have 60 thousand words connected to this one article. My point here is, as I made in the podcast where I was talking about this, you have a good size book that you can read, and it's all linked right to your device or your computer screen, however you read this article, your tablet, iPad, whatever. And so, What's been happening since we started linking up our articles, we've been producing books in an article. 
so that you can have this as a a destination resource that you can use personally, you can use it in your family. And then for those of you who do the work of discipleship, biblical counseling, I would just appeal to you to take one link, one article, and send it to an individual and have them hunker down in it. It is a good size book that goes in many different directions around a singular theme. And so the theme in this podcast is about living an alien life in a a country that is just turned upside down. And there are a lot of other links here that will help you. They talk about all sorts of things like idolatry and hope how to live as a citizen, a, a foreign citizen in this country. And so use these resources. And then always, as always, we're here for you. And so if you need to talk, then I would just encourage you to reach out. These are free uh, resources that are provided by you, by those who faithfully support this ministry. And so we reach thousands of people every week with the practical message of Christ through written word, audio word, and video word. And so you have these resources. Please take advantage of them. All right, let me get into this. And I want to give you a true story. I changed the name of my friend. I'm going to call my friend, you guessed it, Biff. But this is a true story that I had with my friend Biff many years ago. It may have been a decade or so ago. My friend Biff moved to America a few years ago. Being a young adult, America was full of adventure, excitement, and opportunity for my new foreign friend. And one of the things I was curious about was how long it would take Biff to become Americanized. I knew it was coming. He didn't. Now, I'm using this term, becoming Americanized, not in a positive sense. I'm thinking more about American spoilage, not American privilege, how the land of plenty can have a detrimental impact on a person's soul. Again, I knew it was coming, like an ooze that comes over you, settles over your soul. You become Americanized. You become spoiled. And this, my foreign friend who did not come from the land of plenty, uh, I wondered how long it would take him to become, well, like me. It happens to all of us, though most of us do not realize it since we're, we were born here. If you were born in America, it's like the frog in lukewarm water that you incrementally heat. The born in America frog never realizes how he's boiling to death. Many of us do not realize the adverse effects of the land of plenty until it's too late. Biff, on the other hand, lived in a land of deprivation and situational challenges. He does not know what it's like to be free, to be here. After he stepped off the plane, his eyes bulged as he considered life with rights and unending privileges. I began to wonder how long it would take for my friend to become spoiled like the rest of us. Now, some of you have traveled extensively. You have been in third world countries. We had the privilege to go to Sinaloa, Sinaloa, Mexico, which is actually the drug capital of the world. And well, anyhow, we went a few years ago when we took our entire family uh, to Alway, uh, Mexico, in the state of Sinaloa. And 
it was good for my children to see that and to experience culture in a place that is really different from how we live here in America. And it's just it's just true. And as you think about maybe trips that you have taken to third world countries, for example, think about if you actually live there as much as you can think that way. And then you, like my friend Biff, you step off the plane and now this land is your land. Well, how long would it take? Well, for Biff, after about a year of living in America, I asked him if he was losing his spiritual edge. He looked at me and smiled in affirmation. I can still see him standing there today in my mind. That was a yes, if you were wondering. Biff was becoming like me. He was becoming Americanized. He was no longer an alien from another land where that place shaped his perspective. Though he looks like a man from another land, he has transformed into someone who loves Americanism. His past was fading into the background as the land of plenty was his new influencer. Biff's story is analogous to yours and mine, though it is a different kind of challenge for us and the stakes are higher. We did not come from another country. We were born here, and then we were reborn and asked to live in America, but as foreigners. Now, many of our listeners are are in other countries, but other first world countries like Canada, for example, and we have a lot of listeners in Europe, and and you you understand these privileges. And so even though I use the term Americanized and America, you, you have the same challenge as well. You were born in your first world country with all the benefits of being in that country, and then you were reborn, and I'm speaking in this podcast as though my hearers are believers, they are Christians, that they have been born again. If you haven't, by the way, been born again, and you, you're you curious about this thing called Christianity and would like to hear more about it, I would love for you to reach out to us. Again, jump on our free forum and just ask, what does it mean to be a Christian? I'm kind of curious. Can you introduce me to some books or some resources that would help me to think about this? And so you were born again. You be- it's salvation, regeneration is what we're talking about. And you're you're asked to live in America, but now as foreigners. And so like Biff, in a way, a little bit inverted, but you are now a foreigner in this land. God has changed our citizenship from America to another country, a place we have not been, but we think about it all the time. We are foreigners by faith, not by sight. Biff knows what it's like to be an alien in a new land. We are learning what he is experiencing do you think like a foreigner? Do you think like Biff? How does being an alien affect how you live here practically? One of two identities will manage your thoughts. Being a citizen of heaven will comfort you as you defer your hope for that blessed day when you will enter that country, or your Americanism will control your thoughts. 
depending on how things are going for you today, will determine your hope and peace. And so if you're thinking like an alien, well, then whatever's happening today will not fluster you. But if you're thinking like an American, and that is your primary identity, well, then your hope and peace can truly be rattled. Though most Christians would affirm their citizenship in heaven, my intent here in this podcast is more of a functional one than a theological one. And we make those theological affirmations, your citizenship is in heaven. Yeah, I get it. But how does being an alien on earth shape your worldview and practice for living here, right now, this minute? When Peter thought about these things, he was fully aware of how the dichotomy of here and there would create warfare in our souls. He said it this way in 1 Peter 2.11. He said, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. They were sojourners. They were exiles. But there are passions of the flesh, and don't we understand? Peter considered himself to be passing through this land of plenty on the way to his real home. He was aware of the temptation to plant deep roots in a country that was not his home. You have roots here, too. The question you must wrestle with is, how rooted are you? When the winds of adversity blow against your temporary life in this temporary land, how stable are you? A beautiful passage that talks about this is Hebrews 11, where we read a staggering testimony of men and women who were unflinching in their understanding and practice of the Christian life as it pertained to where their citizenship belonged. They endured crisis after crisis, but seemed to expect nothing less because they knew who they were, whom they expressed allegiance, and where they were going. They died with the awareness, and you could use a synonym here for awareness, they died with the faith that they were going to their real home. Let me share part of Hebrews 11. You are familiar with this, but it would be good to hear this in context of what I'm talking about regarding our alienship. The text says in Hebrews 11, 13 through 16, these all died in faith. Use that synonym here. These all died in awareness. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. That is a beautiful passage, and perhaps it would serve your soul well 
to reflect on this passage. If you want to look at it inside this article, it is laid out for you, or you can go to Hebrews 11, 13 through 16, and just reflect on that passage of Scripture. Ask God to give you insight and to bring you comfort as you wrestle with this idea, again, of alienship. You are living a version of what this text is teaching. And it would be best if you stayed in these verses until the attitude of these sojourners is yours. Ask the Father to give you the faith of these brothers and sisters so you can live in confidence another synonym for faith, awareness, that you can live in faith, in confidence, in awareness that he will take care of you no matter what happens to your temporary life on earth. The residence that influences your thinking the most will provide the worldview and perspectives you use to shape others. When Biff arrived from another country, His former citizenship formed an interpretive grid for how he saw and processed life in America. After a while, his presuppositional filter became Americanized. He was not thinking like a person from another place. America was his home, and he thought like an American. We're like Biff. We must resist the shaping influences of our culture while putting on the alien righteousness that equips us to live as aliens in this foreign land. Christ lived the right way on earth. He knew where he belonged, and, and, and though he benefited from the culture's benefits, he lived with an alien hermeneutic. Now, there are three common Christian alien types in our culture today. You are an alien type. The question is, which alien type are you? I'm going to list them here for you. I'll I'll share them with you. And then afterward, I'll give you a brief explanation of these three Christian alien types. And as you reflect on these alien types, which one best describes you? Here they are. And then I'll explain them in just a moment. One alien type, those who capitulate to the culture. A second type is those who separate from the culture. And then a third type, those who penetrate the culture. And so we have the capitulators, the separators, and the penetrators. Three different Christian alien types. All right, those who capitulate to the culture. These Christian aliens have given in to the cares of this life. The lust and passions of this world are too appealing to them. Go back to what Peter said in 1 Peter 2.11, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. These Christian aliens have given over to the lust and passions of this world, though they know that God wants them to influence the culture they have capitulated by becoming like the people they should be affecting. They hear the word, but the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things have entered and choked the word 
which leads to unfruitful living. And so one Christian alien type, those who capitulate to the culture. Are you a capitulator? And then there's another type, those who separate from the culture. Are you a separator? These Christian aliens don't want to be like the capitulators. They look at the capitulators and they see that they have given themselves over to the lust and passions of the world, so they separate from the culture. Many of them misunderstand the problem of alienship. They see the world out there as evil, and so they separate from it. Now, the problem is is that They have yet to understand how worldliness is in them, in me, in our hearts, not out there. Being worldly is a matter of the heart, not so much in the culture. The world, the culture, would have no appeal if the Christian did not crave it. Listen to what James says in James 1. Each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires. Where are those desires in the heart? And so these separators, they think they're separating from worldliness, not realizing that worldliness is in their hearts. That is a dangerous posture. And so are you a separator or a capitulator? And then this third type is the penetrator those who penetrate the culture. These Christian aliens know that hiding behind a wall of separation will not keep them from sinning because worldliness is in the heart, according to James. The power of the gospel will enable them to abstain from lustful cravings, and so they don't separate, but they don't have to capitulate because of the power of the gospel. They understand the battle, 2 Corinthians 10, the battle in the mind. They know that this land is not their land, and they have a singular mission, penetrate to destroy the works of the devil. They have intuited that they are on the enemy's turf. They desire to emulate their king, who also lived as an alien alien visitor. In 1 John 3, 8, it says this, whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. And so these are penetrators. They want to emulate their king who lived the alien life. To have your best alien life now, you may have to make a few heart adjustments, particularly if you are a capitulator or a separator. The most significant adjustment will be your understanding of the doctrine of suffering. To suffer is the expected everyday life for Christians living as aliens. It cannot be otherwise. Christ knew this when he came. He he expected nothing less because of his mission to destroy the works of the devil. What would you expect? He also expects you to have this mind on this matter, the mind of Christ. It's not as though the good Lord does not understand the problem. He has given you all you need to live a life of godliness in a foreign land. God has not left you alone. Even the Spirit is your heavenly comforter who guides you in imitating Christ. And the more you learn to keep in step with the Holy Spirit, the more effective your alien witness will 
be. He knew he could not leave you alone. And so you have Trinitarian alien power to persevere on earth. Father, The Father sovereignly directs your life. Jesus gives you that imitation, that example that we are to emulate. The Spirit guides us in all truth, and the truth is, is there, and it gives us all we need pertaining to life and godliness. When Jesus recruited you for this mission, he was, he was clear about the call. In fact, he said it in Matthew 16, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his life? Or what shall a man give in return for his life? Jesus in Matthew 16, 24 through 26. The Lord never intended for you to live outside the alien community. And this is how I'm going to wrap up. Because the call to live, as I am suggesting here, and as Scripture teaches, it's not a call to live alone. In fact, to live your best alien life now, aliens need each other to spur one another on to love and good deeds. Your spiritual life is dependent on the interconnectivity of other people. One of the most common spiritual fatalities is a Christian alien attempting to fight the fight of faith without others. Most of the folks I've ever counseled struggled with loneliness as part of their battle. They continued to lose ground until they finally reached out to a counselor. Waiting until you're desperate enough to reach out for a community is not an effective war strategy. There is a fourth type of Christian alien It is the Christian isolator. And so you can be a capitulator, you can be a separator, you can be a penetrator, and you can be an isolator. Do you isolate? I'm sure you have reasons for being alone. Perhaps someone hurt you or the church failed you. Those are the two most common things that I hear about people who are isolated There are many possibilities for a person who fights alone. My appeal to you is to change your mind about the choices that disconnect you from the community of faith. And if you don't have anyone at this point to speak to, you're welcome to come to our free community. There's not a a cost. You just get your username, get your password, just get connected. Have somebody that you can talk to. And somebody that you can help. I mean, you can jump on our free community forum and speak into the lives of other people. They can speak into your life. I mean, it's a cyber community. It's not the best, but you do have an option. If you're listening to this podcast, you are connected to the internet. And again, it is not the best community by a long shot, but it will help momentarily. But regardless of what you do, I plead with you not to do it alone. Living as an alien in a world that seeks to devour you requires you to find a community. And I will close with what Peter said. And 1 Peter, since I mentioned Peter already, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And as I said at the head of this podcast, I'm not 
speaking these things to you as though I'm not speaking to myself. I'm aware of what's happening in our world. I can see, I can hear, I can read. I know how the forces of evil are trying to overthrow the good that God has given to us. But you can also see this as a way to take your own temperature. The heat is bearing down on our culture, on our lives, and heat reveals and the illustration that I've often used is uh, two buckets, a bucket of mud and a bucket of snow. And when the heat comes down, the bucket of mud will harden and the bucket of snow will melt. And the, the snow or the mud represents our, our constitution, who we are as individuals. And so heat reveals it will harden you, which is pride. It will soften you, which is humility. And so as the heat comes down in your life, what is it revealing about what is in your heart? The bucket of your heart, is it hardening or is it softening? If we can help you with these things, I, I would appeal to you to reach out to us. I have some call to action questions at the end of this podcast. You're welcome to read or end of this article as well. I meant you can read them, and that will help you to reflect more on what I just shared with you. And then we have 60,000 words linked inside this article, and so you're welcome to read much more. And then you'll also find a link that will take you to our free community. My point here is you do not want to be alone. That's not a war strategy that will be sustainable or redemptive in your life. And so you examine yourself on what type of Christian alien are you? Are you those who one of those who capitulates to the culture? Are you just give it in to it? Are you one of those who separates from the culture? That is dangerous also. Are you an isolator? That's the fourth type that I've mentioned. Are you isolating and now you're fighting this battle alone? And then are you a penetrator? Are you penetrating the culture, living as an alien? Let us know how we can serve you. It would be a pleasure to do that. The name of this podcast and the article on our website, How to Live Your Best Alien Life Today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a blessed day.